we're going to have our first reading, uh, which comes from 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles 7, 11 to 15. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. This is the word of the Lord. Kia, thank you very much. This is God speaking to his people. My eyes will be open, my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Isn't that our prayer for our church too? That God's ears would be attentive and would hear our prayers But the bit that came immediately before was that we should be humble. We should turn our head and look to him. And that has been uh, the people's journey all the way. I have to say, if you're sitting here, you may need to look at the screen at this point up here, unless you can see one behind there. Um, Because all the way through the Bible, there have been occasions where God has been trying to reach his people And they have struggled to find him until they believed. And they believed that God could answer. God was listening. And one of those occasions was with Moses. Uh, He was, uh, and the people were in Egypt. They were suffering all sorts of things. And they said, we want to leave. How will God help us to leave? And then it occurred to Moses, we need to believe. Let's have a look at this clip. Many nights we've prayed With no proof anyone could hear In our hearts a hopeful song We barely understood Now we are Although we know there's much to fear, we were moving mountains long before we knew we could. There can be miracles when you believe. Though hope is frail, it's hard to kill. Prayer so 
This reading is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 1 to 10. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Kim. That's uh, a great passage. And it's a great story about knocking on the door of a friend's house and waking them up late at night. You see, the thing was, in those days, the family actually slept together. How would you like that? Sleep in the same room as mum and dad every night. That's grim, actually. Let's be honest, that's grim. And therefore, if you had a friend knocking on the door and they woke your father up, he would be treading over you to get to the window... And you would wake up too. So the whole family have now woken up. And they don't like the person knocking on the door. But if they keep knocking, they're going to give them what they want in order to get rid of them. And God is saying, I don't mind being like that person. Knock on my door. 
Who knows what's going to happen to them this year? Some of you will know small details of what will happen to you this year because there are some here who are getting married this year. So we're kind of assuming that you probably know that's going to come. But generally, Sarah, yes, you're smiling too. We, we, something's going to happen for you, big in your life, very small, but very big. But actually, generally speaking, we don't know what this afternoon is going to bring us. Let alone in September or October or November or whatever else. And so what God wants from us is that he wants to walk with us every day of every week, of every month, of every year. And to do that, he just says, ask. It's verse 9. Very conveniently, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. A for ask. S for seek, K for knock. A-S-K, ask. It's brilliant, isn't it? And I didn't even have to think of it myself. It's fantastic. Ask. God wants us to ask. So just as we had to ask, what is your name, if you're wearing a red jumper, Thomas, you didn't really need to ask, but someone had to help you. We need to ask for help. God wants us to ask for help. And when we use the word seek, do we know what seek really means? What's another word for seek? Can someone help me? To search, indeed. Search is quite active, isn't it? Searching, you actually have to go and look. You have to try and find something. You're searching, you're seeking. I like search because it begins with S again. Thank you. Perfect. We're searching. It's active. We're involved in this. God wants us to seek Him. Day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. So we're going to ask him because we know he can help. We're going to seek him out because we know he can help. But we've actually got to do more than that as well, haven't we? We've got to knock on his door. Because there's no point me sitting here thinking, God could help me. He he could help me. God, you could help me. I've got to go and seek I've got to knock on his door. And he's going to say, yippee! David finally has arrived. I'm going to let him in. And I'm going to help him. And I'm going to be with him. And he's going to be with me. It's going to be such fun. God wants me to ask. He wants me to seek. And he wants me to knock. So throughout this year... This is not a resolution about us. It's a resolution about God. And God is waiting for every single one of us to ask. A is for? Thank you. S is for? And K is for? Excellent. Day by day we can ask God 
to be with us. And if the adults thought, and, and adults tend to get a bit negative. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, they tend to get a, a little bit depressed sometimes and they think that you know, life isn't that easy. Let me read you something from Hebrews. This is particularly for the adults here. Be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Because sometimes when we have the difficult times, we sometimes feel as though God is absent. He's gone away. He's not here. I read something in the week that had a beautiful phrase. It said, in the difficult times, we think that God is sadistically absent. He's not sadistically absent. He is invisibly present. I thought that was marvellous, so I wrote it down. God is not sadistically absent. He's invisibly present. With us all the time. Never will I leave you. Never Will I forsake you? I simply want you to ask.